You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, as usual, I want to give a big shout out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women out there. Getting a little taste of home listening on the American Forces Radio Network to the Spittin' Statistician, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. It is a Thursday, and I got my man, the love doctor with me, Donnie Burns on the one and twos so hot that we sweat steam we got a good show for you on thursday big things going on right here in rock and riley studio 34 in midtown manhattan people are celebrating and you know maybe it's because it's the end of the school year you know and school is officially out for summer people are celebrating right now happy hour status but what we're gonna do is we are going to hold you down i'm gonna tell you who to start tonight in major league baseball to try and win that cash also we have a tim tebow sighting there is tim tebow new Okay, so uh, you know we're going to bring it to you here in the Fantasy Freestyle. I got a little hint for you. He was promoted. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. As I give you my spotlight on a different NFL team each day today, we keep it moving and finish up the AFC North. We talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have the second highest win total in the AFC, according to Vegas. Are they a threat to the Patriots? Should they be the high, the second highest over-under total in the AFC? We will get into that. And as you know, we will continue with our greatest of all time sports movies. We have an upset brewing right now in the football region. It's a 5-12 matchup. So just like March Madness, maybe that is where the upset will come. It's uh, the program versus the water boy. We also have another one seed in action in the baseball region. If you build it, they will come. Field of Dreams is in action. And uh, also, uh, you know, University of Michigan standout Taco Charlton, who's with Dallas right now, got drafted. He's uh, He got an endorsement gig. You'll never guess what Taco Charlton is endorsing. All that and more coming back on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I got Donnie Burns in the building with me. Let's get it, okay? Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, holding you down on a Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. If you want to get at me this hour, you absolutely can. Holler at your boy at 844-843-6879. And you could also catch us on Twitter in a number of ways. Get at us at FNTSY Radio. You can always ask me questions. Follow me as well at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. We got those poll questions up. So hopefully, you know, you find ways that you can engage with the show. All right, that's what we're trying to do. Let's start it off. Looking at news around Major League Baseball. Last night, stud third baseman for the Chicago Cubs, Chris Bryant. In essence, he rolled his ankle on third base. Not while playing third base, 
physically on third base, catching a pop-up. They say he thinks he can avoid the disabled list, but uh, he might miss some time. Rangers starting pitcher earlier today, Andrew Kashner was hit by a broken bat, okay? A broken bat kind of sawed off, helicoptered, and hit him in the forearm in that game against the Indians earlier today. They are saying they think he avoided catastrophe and he should be okay to make his next start. Uh, The Atlanta Braves have decided that enough is enough with Bartolo Colon, and they have designated him for assignment. Bartolo Colon, in 13 starts, had a ballooned up. 8.14 8.14 ERA, but now we're getting word after he was DFA'd that former team, the New York Mets, might be interested in continuing to smell a little bit of that Bartolo Cologne. The Milwaukee Brewers starting pitcher Chase Anderson, he's been sent to the DL with an oblique strain, and right now it's important to note, if you are sent to the DL at this point, you are in essence out through the All-Star break. There are only 10 days left in the official first half of the season. Zach Britton, the stud closer for the Baltimore Orioles, he threw a scoreless rehab inning. They're going to have him back on the mound on Friday, and it looks like he is on track to return right after Independence Day on July 5th. The last thing I'll let you know here is that the Yankees are making some moves. It looks like Tyler Austin is likely headed to the DL. They have repurchased the contract of first baseman Chris Carter. Uh, We'll see how many times he strikes out in the next couple of weeks. All right, let's keep it moving here on Fantasy Freestyle. Last night, last night the high-end starters were Steven Stroudsburg and Hugh Darvish. Stroudsburg, boy, did he deliver. 13 strikeouts in seven innings, only giving up two runs. However, I told you that if you wanted a nice little SP2 or if you wanted to go off the beaten path, the guy I told you last night was Toronto Blue Jays stud Marcus Stroman. He was only 8,400 last night against the Orioles. I told you that he had a quality start every time he went out at home since the middle of April, and last night was no different. He gave you seven and two-thirds of scoreless baseball. He struck out eight as the Blue Jays beat the Orioles four to nothing. I also told you about Zach Godley against the Cardinals. He went seven innings. He struck out seven as well, a K per nine. He did, however, give up three runs, did not get the win. But that's not a horrible outing getting you seven Ks in seven innings. So let's look at tonight. Tonight, there are eight games on the night slate, and one of them has Clayton Kershaw on. Okay, so Clayton Kershaw with his twelve thousand five hundred price, he was moved up a day because Brandon McCarthy is out with an injury. Listen, this is the obvious play. I am never going to say that Clayton Kershaw is a bad person to go with. Um, Sure. You know, but you don't be you don't need to listen to the fantasy sports radio network to know that Clayton Kershaw is good at baseball. You also have a Chris Archer today. Chris Archer is going at ten thousand four hundred on FanDuel. This is a guy who, in his last six starts, has pretty much been alternating between, like, only giving up two runs, giving up four runs. Only giving up two runs, giving up four runs, okay? However, he has had at least seven strikeouts in six of his last seven starts. I like that tonight. He's well worth the 10400 on FanDuel. However, if you want to go a little bit different, I submit to you Jaime Garcia of the Atlanta Braves. He is all the way down at 7700 on FanDuel. We're talking about 5000 thousand dollars less than Clayton Kershaw tonight. Jaime Garcia is pitching at 
at San Diego against the Padres. The Padres right now, big shout out to the unicorns out there in San Diego. They have the worst run total in Major League Baseball. The Padres have only scored 281 runs all season long. I like Jaime Garcia tonight at Petco Park against the Padres. Now, listen, this is also a great park shift. Remember, SunTrust has been playing with a crazy power alley to right center field, and he goes away from Atlanta, goes to San Diego with a huge cavernous park. I think it sets up nicely for Jaime Garcia tonight in San Diego. Remember, $5,000 cheaper than Clayton Kershaw. Okay, the next thing I want to tell you, though, I have Tim Tebow news, okay? And, I mean, when Tim Tebow does anything, we got to talk a little bit about Tim Tebow. Um, Check this out. Timmy Tebow has played in 64 games so far in low A ball, and he had a 648 OPS. If you don't know... That's not that good. You know, you're looking for OPSs, you know, with your fantasy guys and in your season longs. You're seeing guys, you know, with 800, 900 OPS. That's what you're really looking for on on-base percentage plus your slugging percentage. Okay, guys like Aaron Judge are above 1,000 at 1,100. You're not going to see that sustainable. But 648 is certainly not something to write home about. But here's the deal. He got promoted. He got promoted. He's now in high A ball. He's at Port St. Lucie. And uh, he had his first game the other night at this new level at high A ball. You know what he did in his first game? He went yard. He hit a home run. That is now his fourth home run of the season combined with low A and high A. I don't think he's going to wind up getting promoted all the way up to the Mets this season, but I will say this. If they decide to sell off all their parts, you know, there's definitely the potential they sell as Drupal Cabrera. They wind up trading a guy like Jay Bruce. I think a guy like Addison Reed could also be moved for the Mets. Maybe another reason why they might be interested in Bartolo Colon is because they know they're going to ship off as much as they can. Also, maybe Curtis Granderson could be on the move. If that happens and the Mets wave the white flag and they need to put butts in the seats in City Field after the summer is over, don't get it twisted. You might see Tim Tebow in Queens. The other note that's kind of interesting is listen, Tim Tebow has now hit four home runs in professional baseball this season. If you remember, all the way back to 1994, there was another kind of like epic, uh, you know, athlete. And that was Michael Jordan, who had his soiree into baseball in 1994. All season long, he only hit three home runs. Now, granted, he was in double A, not high A or low A ball, but Tim Tebow has now officially passed Michael Jordan on the all-time home run list, so I think that is pretty interesting. That's what we do here on Fantasy Freestyle. We mix giving you the fun and functional sports radio along with what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. One of the things, though, you may have heard recently is that, you know, this this, this possible merger, right, between DraftKings and FanDuel, but we don't know if that's actually going to happen. There is another... There is another kind of obstacle to it right now. Um, The FTC is saying that if they did, in fact, merge, they would be a monopoly in the daily fantasy industry. And you're right. uh, FanDuel and DraftKings together, they make up about 90% of it. But... Is the industry DFS or is the industry all a fantasy? Because a lot of people believe that 
DFS is actually not a meaningful substitute for, you know, like paid uh, season-long leagues. You know, like these are not the same thing. They're kind of like oil and water. It's a different it's a different way of going about it. And also, listen, DFS right now is legal in 12 states. Remember, we talked about this, how Vermont was the last state to legalize daily fantasy. Stay tuned, okay, because FanDuel and DraftKings, between their ad budgets going after each other, between the legal fees that they are both paying, I think ultimately this is going to happen. You remember Speeds, the spitting statistician, has said sports gambling is going to be legalized. There's just too much money in it. And these sports leagues right now, especially the NFL, are realizing that they will maintain engagement, maintain viewership. Remember, those ratings went down. So, with the fact that maybe we can get more eyes to the set if we do legalize this, I don't care about these blocks that's happening by the FTC or what happens. This is going to happen. You heard it here first. You heard it from Speeds the Spitting Statistician. When we come back, though, we're going to turn our spotlight to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got a lot of fantasy goodness in that lineup. Donnie Burns and Dane Martinez. We're going to break it down here on Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. As the beat drops, you don't know what it is. We dropping stats over beats here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, holding you down with Donnie Burns, the love doctor, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. Yo, he gave you a little bit of that overnight celebrity by Twista um, when we were coming out of break. Twista may be the only guy on the radio that can talk faster than the spitting statistician, but let's get into the cipher right now. News and notes around the NFL. Like I said, it is a downtime in the NFL. The only news that I have for you is that Broncos or new Broncos running back Jamal Charles is saying that he is able to now do everything that he feels normal. He is even cutting in practice. That is usually the last hurdle for someone coming back from a knee injury. He says that he feels good. Remember, he's going to be pushing guys like CJ Anderson and Devontae Booker for carries and for touches in that Denver offense. I, however, am concerned about that Denver offense. Okay, I love me some demand. Marius Thomas and some Emmanuel Sanders. That's not the problem. The problem is these guys do not know who their starting quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Paxton Lynch? Is it going to be Trevor Simeon? But the issue, in my opinion, honestly is they have Donald Stevenson as their left tackle, okay? And uh, in the AFC West, they each week are going to be going up against guys like Joey Bosa on the Chargers, Justin Houston in Kansas City with D Ford as well, and oh, a little guy named Khalil Mack when they play the Raiders. You need to have that left tackle spot a little bit more solidified, and Stevenson is no good. He is blunt, guts, trash to me, and so that puts, whether it's Paxton Lynch or Trevor Simeon, in danger when we do our little spotlights on team by team when I get to the AFC West I'm telling you right now I think the Denver Broncos are the last place team in the AFC West but for now we are still in the AFC North earlier this week we talked Ravens we talked Bengals we talked Cleveland Browns who Donnie Burns and myself think will no longer be a laughing stock we think we're taking the over on their four win projection they will not be the worst team in the NFL they are building something it may take a little while but uh, you know the laughing stock could be reserved here in New York instead of in Cleveland but we finish the AFC North today with the Pittsburgh Steelers the Pittsburgh Steelers have the second highest win total in 
the AFC in terms of the over-unders in Vegas. Vegas thinks that their over-under is 10.5 wins. I got to tell you about the Steelers. I Last year, last year I was on the Steelers. Last year, the Steelers were my pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I loved the Steelers. Here's what happened, though. Ben Roethlisberger is going to miss time. Ben Roethlisberger consistently gets hurt. We all talk about how tough he is, how country strong he is, how much of a leader he is. There's some other things in Ben Roethlisberger's past that we don't want to get into right now that may say that he's not a leader, but regardless. Okay, here's the thing, though. Even when he was in last year, he took a step back. He regressed a little bit. I'm not sure how much Big Ben has in the tank if you want the God's honest truth. And that goes for that entire class. Like with him, Eli. Eli regressed a bunch last year. These are guys that are entering their mid to late 30s. And that is, you know, that is when sometimes it falls off a cliff. Here's the other thing, though. When we talk about the, the, the killer bees, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, these are guys that, honestly, have only been together for 50% of the weeks since Le'Veon came onto this team now at this point, what, like four years ago. They have only actually played together half of the time. In those games, and when those games are happen to be in Heinz Field, this is an offense that could be the most explosive offense in all of football. I give you that. However... I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to stay healthy. And because of that reason, I agree with my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. He has Ben Roethlisberger as his 15th ranked quarterback this year. If you tell me he plays 16 games, I'll show you a top 10 quarterback. If you tell me he plays 16 games, I'll show you a team that likely would get a first round bye in the AFC playoffs. Here's the thing. I don't think that is going to happen. And... I'm down on Big Ben this year. I'm fading him. I think he's a fugazi. I think he's someone you need to forget about. However, when we talk about the running back position, you got my man Le'Veon Bell. Call me on my bell phone. Le'Veon Bell is, in my opinion, the number one, not running back, the number one player in fantasy football for the year 2017. This is a guy, I'm telling you right now, he will get 2,000 scrimmage yards. Here's another guy, I'm telling you right now, he could be a wide receiver in the NFL right now. He's going to catch 70 balls, in my opinion. He's going to get, I don't know, 12, 13 touchdowns, in my opinion. He is a joy to watch. We talk about his patient style, finding holes, you know, He's also doing that rap thing, okay? And we know about that. We know Juice has got bars. We know Juice is trying to go to prom with young ladies. I love me some Le'Veon Bell. I think if you have him as the number one overall pick, if you have the number one pick in your draft, I say do not get David Johnson. Do not go Ezekiel Elliott. The right answer, in my opinion, is Le'Veon Bell. And... If you want to know who I think the number one wide receiver in the game is, Antonio Brown is that man, okay? I think what you have here in Pittsburgh is wideout one, RB1. That is incredible. The rest of it, I'm a little skeptical, okay? I don't know if Big Ben stays healthy. The second wide receiver on this roster, Martavis Bryant, this is a guy who has the skill to pay the bills, okay? My man can do big things. The only problem is... I don't trust him. 
I don't trust him to not only play 16 games, I don't trust him to act right for 16 games. If you remember the NFL draft when the Steelers drafted Juju Smith-Schuster, who I know my man Donnie Burns wants to talk about in a hot second, it was Martavis Bryant who had just come back from a year suspension who was talking about how Juju is really going to be replacing Eli Rogers. In essence, starting beef with another teammate to the point where Mike Tomlin had to actually interject and tell everybody to play nice. I think that is a problem. I don't think Martavis Bryant has shown much maturity. If he plays in all these games, he will be the wide receiver two for that team, and he will be a viable fantasy option. The problem is I can't trust him. I can't trust Bryant. And ultimately, I can't trust Big Ben Roethlisberger. I do think Landry Jones will start some games. However, however, the schedule sets up really nicely for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, okay? Remember, they have the NFC North in their crossover, okay? The other, the NFC division they played. They get the two best teams in that division, in my opinion, at home. They get Green Bay at home. They get Minnesota at home. They have to go on the road to Chicago. No big deal. They have to go to Detroit. No big deal. If they had to go to Lambeau Field late in the season, that might have been a problem. But no, they get to host the Green Bay Packers. Same thing happens with some of their AFC rivals that they have to play. They play the New England Patriots this year. They get them at home. The team they have to go see, and if remember, the way they make the schedule is the Steelers will have to play all the other first place teams in all the other divisions. Okay, so that's Houston, that's New England, that's Kansas City. They get to host the New England Patriots. So this all falls in line where I think the schedule is pretty good for them. Put me Put a gun to my head with an over-under of 10.5. I say this is not one to bet. I think the Steelers will finish 10-6, and 11-5. I think this is definitely a playoff team. But I, I, I just can't count on Big Ben. Donnie Burns, I know we were talking about this a little bit. You love Juju Smith-Schuster. I'd love to hear your take on him. And what do you think about a guy like Big Ben? Are you going to invest draft capital in a guy who really has not played 16 games in a long time? Yeah, so here's my take on the Steelers. Super fun team to watch. Absolutely. Especially when the Triple Bs are all playing. You kind of figure going into each season that one of them is not going to be healthy enough. Well, Le'Veon hasn't got suspended for the weed just yet. Correct. So, so maybe. Here's my take on uh, you wanted me to kind of talk on Juju. Big Ben and Juju yeah. as well. Um, so in NFFC at Best Ball, I actually took Big Ben. Uh, right. In terms of, you know, I already had Drew Brees. Sure. I was looking for another, you know, gunslinger who doesn't take crazy chances and vet. So I like him. If and there will be a two yeah. or three week streak when he if has like home games where he's going to throw 470 yards and five touchdowns. Exactly. So I hear you on a best ball. I like that. But uh, season long, you know, that you can't really rely on him. You like can't. If You can't rely on any of them. Um, you know, you will look to see a lot of running backs taking. It'll slowly happen, but you mentioned Le'Veon's kind of. He, he waits for those holes to open. You're going to see a lot of running backs start to do that because yeah. that is a very effective – like, I'm not even a football player, and I can tell that is one of the more effective ways to run the ball. Waiting for your blocks to develop, yeah. absolutely. And then just to kind of ch- touch on uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, sure. um, his hands, man, other than Zay Jones, amongst the rookies, one of the better hands in the draft, you know, he could play the slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, a, he's a big guy, so um, – Kind of, we kind of mentioned like a Sterling Shepard, a bigger version of him. I really like him. He's taking someone's job, and if you know Martavis wants it to be, it might a child be Martavis. I'm telling you, Martavis needs to act right, be professional, or else it could be him. I agree with you. So listen, here's the deal, though. 
All right, because some fantasy football players are focusing on their upcoming drafts later this summer. But here, you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know the way to get to become a football champion is to be early with it and pick the squad at RotoExperts.com. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Our lineup has FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer Scott Angle, nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. And, yo, we got depth and upside on our lineup with guys like Frank Stanfield, yo. We preview you a Draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in season coverage that will take you to the chip. So get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package at RotoExperts.com. You can enter the promo code Free Radio at checkout, get your discount. And over the holiday weekend, if you enter the promo code July 4, you will get the biggest discount ever. Save some money this way so you can get that good steak, get that Kobe beef, get that good Angus hamburgers. We don't want that cheap nonsense as we celebrate America next week. When we come back, yo, I got some stuff to talk to you about upset brewing in the sports movie brackets and Eli Manning got lucky with the judge he drew we'll talk about that a little bit more fantasy freestyle let's go Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout out, of course, to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women out there listening on the American Forces Radio Network, getting a little taste of home, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. Remember, I told you we got some polls up on Twitter. You can get us at FNTSY Radio. You could always find me at Spittin' Speeds. I am happy to engage with you. Ask me some questions. We'll get them read on the show. We got a poll question up about the Steelers season. Like I said, their over-under is 10.5 for the season. Right now, 31% of you say the Steelers are a Super Bowl contender. 45% say a playoff contender. 17 say that they might take a step back and become more like a 500 team. 7% of you actually think they are a threat to pick in the top five of next year's draft. I don't know about that, but I do think that wherever they pick in next year's draft, they do need to start consider to draft the replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. Remember, we said that with the Giants looking to potentially eventually replace Eli Manning. We've said that with Phillip Rivers as well out there in Los Angeles, not San Diego, but Los Angeles. Remember, my quarterback's category sunsetting is one that's really hard to manage you got those three guys you also got guys like Carson Palmer um, as well so it's hard to manage they need to start thinking about that Donnie Burns you think they're a playoff contender though I would imagine one guy and I do want to say big shout out real quick to Sal on Twitter Salvatore Castro four he says he doesn't think the the Steelers are a Super Bowl contender. Does Big Ben even have anything left? I agree with you, Sal. I think the end is near for Big Ben Roethlisberger, whether that's in his performance or in his health. I'm telling you about these sunsetting quarterbacks. And before we went to break, I said another uh, – I teased something about another one of these sunsetting quarterbacks, Eli Manning. Now, Donnie Burns, as we put the fun in functional sports radio – Remember a few weeks back when Eli Manning was in that like memorabilia scam when people were saying that he was using like he was trying to pawn off fake like cleats and helmets as game used. And we were like, that doesn't really sound like Eli. And he came out strong about it that he, you know, but he was involved in this kind of memorabilia scandal. Were you familiar with this, Donnie? You remember this? Okay. So, um, the case is in court right now. And, uh, the judge for this case. Are you ready for this, Donnie? The judge for this is a guy named James J. DeLuca, 
This guy owns two PSLs at MetLife Stadium and has been a Giants fan since the 1960s. Oh, boy. What do you think about uh, this? Is that allowed? I like, don't know. I don't answer? know. Like, they how asked, we get that? Why? That's what I'm saying. Check this out. And then he was asked to recuse himself from this case, he and he no. said no. Yeah, he said no. He said he can easily apply the law here. He says, yes, the PSLs are in his name, but right now his son is the one who actually pays for the tickets that uh, this guy, the Judge DeLuca, he only goes to one or two games a year. He'll only go to the one o'clock kickoffs. But if this guy has been a Giants fan since the 60s. You think he's really going to come down on Eli Manning? Not uh, one of the quarterbacks that won him two Super Bowls. Yeah, Very exactly. Doubtful. Listen, I'm going to tell you doubtful. the God's honest truth. I'm a, I'm a Jets fan. I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen a I'm Super sorry. Bowl in my lifetime, but I do know a lot of Giants fans, okay? And they literally consider the two Giants Super Bowl wins or the three Giants Super Bowl wins that have happened in my lifetime. They consider them sort of like the great one of the greatest moments of their lives you know and I, there's no way he's going to come down against Eli Manning the man who has created some of the greatest memories of his life i fair or foul donnie burns i smell very, foul on this very uh, yeah i mean well, it's fair to say that you probably think he's probably not. He's going to get off. A little bias, right? Yeah, a little bias. There's bias, no yeah. way. There Even is though no some of those Super Bowl way. wins are a little fluky with some crazy catches. There's but. no way that Eli doesn't get off on this. The judge has PSLs at MetLife. Come on. But, hey. That's the way these things go sometimes. You know, the deck, gets, the deck gets stacked sometimes. But, yo, let's keep it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle where we put the fun in functional sports radio. Donnie Burns, we got movie brackets to discuss. Remember, we are trying to crown the greatest sports movie of all time this summer here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Um, we had some good matchups. Last night, he got game, beat Coach Carter in kind of a runaway. And remember, that one seed was up as well. Rudy was up as a one seed. Little John. Giants hung in there, but ultimately went down. Rudy will advance to the second round. Today, we have some interesting matchups. We've got another one seed in action, this time in the baseball region. And that movie is Field of Dreams. Donnie Burns, the millennial that you are. This is a one seed. Are you familiar with Field of Dreams? I'm actually not. Are you serious? I'm not. Yep. Wow, you caught me off guard there. I thought I thought uh, you would definitely know about Field of Dreams. Have you ever heard the phrase, if you build it, they will come? Yes. Okay, well, that is from Field of Dreams. Okay, and uh, it's a deserving one seed, all right? I'm a little bit surprised that you, you know, this, this, this sports guy has never heard of that. And it is up 90% right now. The 16 seed in the baseball bracket is a movie called Sugar. Uh, Don, I doubt you have seen this one. This is a great story, though. It is a great movie. I had to include it in the brackets, even though it is the sacrificial lamb in the first round. It is about a guy named nicknamed Sugar. He's a Dominican baseball player, okay? And he finally kind of like, they, he thinks he's going to make it big, you know, like pitch for the Yankees in New York. Winds up, he gets shipped to uh, single A in Iowa, okay? And he doesn't really know much English. And it's really about how he has to try to adjust to life in the Midwest in the heartland um and you know he only like knows one other guy there that's also dominican but that guy then gets hurt or gets called up or whatever and it's really a touching story about how this guy adjusts and has really no life except trying to play baseball trying to or work for his family here in the u.s and great you know it's a great movie i liked it but it's probably going to lose to field of dreams but we will see there is still time to get out there and vote at 
FNTSY and at Spittin' Speeds. We also, we have an upset brewing, Donnie, and I want to see if you know these movies because I think this upset could be due to recency bias. Big shout out to my man Howie Balaban out there on Twitter who said that I maybe tried to engineer a 512 upset because that's what happens in March Madness all the time. I truly did not. We have the number five seed in the football region, the program, going against the number 12 seed in the football region, the water boy. Donnie B, are you familiar with these movies? Yep, I know both. And, uh, you gave, you gave Waterboy a 12? I did give Waterboy a 12 because, listen, there were some people that were telling me, oh, I don't think Jerry Maguire is really a football movie. The Waterboy is kind of a football movie, but it's really a comedy. I was trying to have movies that were really focused on the game of football a little bit more. You know, this movie was more about the medulla oblongata and slap hands, slap hands, that sort of stuff. Well, in that same light, though, you'd have to take Longest Shard out because that's a comedy as well. Yeah, but you're talking about the Adam Sandler version. You're not talking about the original that's- over there, Donnie B. You know, you are that millennial. So, um, the program, for those of you guys who don't know and are listening right now to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, this is a movie that was profiling kind of like a college football team and all of the craziness from the hazing that goes on to the performance-enhancing drugs. But there were two guys on that defense in Latimer and Mack that were bosses. Let me tell you about that. If you remember that movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Latimer's like pregame ritual, but he got then suspended for taking steroids and came back. And also, there was a very famous scene about these guys, the football team, they were all amped up one night. They literally go and lie in the middle of traffic with oncoming traffic coming in like a pretty major road. That scene was pulled from the movie. Okay, they changed the movie after a, a week after it was released and they pulled that scene because kids were mimicking that and then lying in the street in the United States. I kid you not, this was happening. There were football teams doing this as a kind of like bonding experience to try to be like this movie. So they pulled that scene. Donnie Burns, I know you like to coach the kids. What would you do if you saw your kids lying in the middle of the street? Uh, that's that's not happening. Oh, it's that's not happening. Not, no, it's not. No. It's not happening. Fair Wait, enough. Wait, so that, that was a scene in... That was a scene in the movie, yeah. That was a scene in the movie. They were all like partying one night, you know, or they were like hazing the new guy. Yeah. And they all went and they lied in the middle of traffic. Kind of like, you know, playing chicken, trying to be macho, you know, yeah, whatever it was. You're not a starter anymore if you're doing That's, that. And they all did it together. And uh, then, like, kids across the country started doing this, thinking that they were cool. You know, life imitating art Can't and whatnot. Can't make decisions on a press on my court if you're doing that. <laughs> Fair enough. So you can still get out there and vote right now. But right now, we've got the water boy up over the program 64% to 36 and Field of Dreams dominating Sugar as a 116 matchup should be Field of Dreams 90% if you build it the votes are coming hey Donnie I'm not going to see you for a while, my friend, because, you know, on Fridays, uh, it looks like I'm going to I'm going to have JP the night owl with me. And just little note here next week on the Fantasy Freestyle, my guys are going to be filling in for me next week. Benny Ricciardi and Tony Sincata are going to absolutely get it done here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to continue the uh, sports movie brackets and all. But, Don, we have to talk about this big three. Because, you know, we we were talking about it. We were ranking guys. You know, we were talking about our draft. And then they had the opener at Barclays in Brooklyn on Sunday. And I got to tell you the God's honest truth, Don. I think there are some things that are, like, awesome that happen really well. And there's some – I have some constructive criticism for Ice Cube and the big three. So – there were some close games, okay? Three-headed mo- First of all, the three-headed monsters beat the Ghost Ballers 62-60. to 60. 
Power beat the Tri-State 61-58. And those were two very close games. It was tight at the very end of the three-headed monster game. Rashard Lewis was balling out. And uh, by the way, Donnie, you know who else was balling out for the three-headed monsters with 17 and 13? That's right. My man Kwame Brown, like I said, yo, was towering over Ivan Johnson, becoming a boss in the post in that game as the three-headed monsters got a win. The power... Got to win with a game winner from Deshaun Stevenson. Those were the first two games, and those were awesome. Then, Threes Company beat the Ball Hogs 61-51, and the Trilogy beat the Killer Threes 60-45. to And so there was some good games. 15,000 at Barclays, so they had a nice little attendance. But here's the issue. White Chocolate, Jason Williams, out. For the entire season with an injury, like Corey Maggette also don't like out that. for the entire season with an injury. And here's the other thing I'm going to tell you: they've already come out and said they are changing the rules after just one week because these guys, you know, they're veterans, right? They've been out the game for a little bit, so they were sucking wind. They are changing it. It is now games are not up to sixty; games are now up to only fifty points. They are adjusting in the middle of the season. I don't know how I feel about that, and also the TV product on FS1. They say they're doing that to shorten the game so they could fit all four games and more action in their three-hour broadcast on FS1. The last thing I'll say to you, Donnie, before they go to Charlotte next week, I saw Paul Pierce wants to get involved. He said he's going to try and ask Kobe and Kevin Garnett if they want to form a team. Now that would be, you know, the truth. Pardon the pun. What do you think about Big 3, how it went down? Um... I'll tell you, they look really old. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, they did. Katino Mobley had gray hair. One of the Mahmoud uh, Abdul-Rauf was gray. One of the interviewers, uh, you know, asked AI after. He's like, oh, how do you feel? And he his response was, 42 and retired. Yeah, so they're I mean, like, listen, old. they got a lot of buzz going. A lot of people were excited to see it. 15,000 people showed up. Do you think, though, that interest will wane because yes. the product on the court was not as good as people were hoping for? I do, just because uh, I heard uh, most of the people wanted to see AI. Who yeah, and he's not, not even perform. really going to play much. Uh, like I said, I saw, I saw some clips of him like shooting around and stuff. He looks old, man. He doesn't look the same guy. And a lot of his stuff on the court was based on quick athletic moves sure. in the NBA. So he doesn't have those anymore. All right. So, I mean, what I'll also say is they have already named that Hakeem Warwick will be replacing Jason Williams on the three-headed monster. So I got to give a big shout-out to Hakeem Warwick as a as a Orange Man alumni myself from Syracuse. I do want to say big ups to Hakeem Warwick taking the place of white chocolate Jason Williams. But I got to tell you, I feel the same way, Donnie B. Like, I was all excited about this. The, the actual game was not impressive to me. Um, it, was not, it was not something that I hope it could sustain all summer because there's not a whole lot else going on. Remember, we talked flag football yesterday with the Michael Vick, Terrell Owens League. We got big three. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens or if we're all just waiting for NFL football. That's what I think is going to happen here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician. Come on right back. Oh, oh!
Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our Sports Byline affiliates that are listening in. We appreciate it. We appreciate your votes. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, and also to the American Forces Radio Network, all the service men and women out there. I thoroughly appreciate that Speeds the Spitting Statistician can hook you up and give you a little taste of home. Let me give you what's going on around Major League Baseball right now. We are scoreless in Pittsburgh in the middle of the third inning. We have the Orioles up on the Blue Jays, one nothing. That game is already in the bottom of the fourth. That game moving very quickly. Um, In the third inning, the Brewers are all over the Cincinnati Reds. Remember, I told you, in Great American Small Park, that's what's going on. Homer barely giving it up. Ryan Braun already with his ninth home run of the season. The start of the Yankees and White Sox game has been delayed in Chicago. Mets have gotten two on board already against Jose Urena and the Marlins. They're up 2-0 in the top of the third. And in Boston, the Twins are up on the Red Sox, one nothing. That game early on, Kyle Gibson trying to hold it down, hold that lead for Minnesota. Like I said, right now, we got some poll questions going on. The Waterboy continues to lead the program and what could be an upset in our football bracket of the sports movie contest. And also, Field of Dreams continues to dominate over Sugar in the baseball region as a one seed. Up next here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is Tout Wars. They're going to be giving it to you hard, giving it to you live and direct. Everything you need to know for the baseball season, whether it be season long, they're going to be telling you as we head to the All-Star break what you really need. Tomorrow, I'm going to have my man, the animal. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to have the night owl with me. And so we're going to save this story, Donnie. I'm sorry. Taco Charlton. Remember, Jake Butt, also on Michigan Wolverines last year was endorsing Charmin toilet paper, Jake Butt. I'll give you one guess, Donnie, what you think What you think? Taco Charlton is sponsoring. Don't say it now, Donnie, because you may ruin it for the listeners. You have to think, think about it all day long. And tomorrow I will share with you what Taco Charlton is sponsoring down there in Dallas. For my man, the love doctor and basketball correspondent, I am Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I'll see you tomorrow right back here on the Fantasy Freestyle. 